This is Pastor Andrea Ellis, and I just want to personally welcome you to the Destiny Faith Church podcast. I'm so happy you're with us today. I trust the word of God will inspire you. So please open your heart and enjoy the word. We need to know. He reveals to us the goodness of God, and he reveals to us that things are not just a coincidence. Things are miracles, strategic miracles that God works out so smoothly, we almost attribute it as a coincidence. It's not a coincidence. It's his miracle working power and his loving kindness toward you. So we've been speaking about the expression of worship. When I have a revelation of the goodness of God, when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he has done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah. What is that? That is my response or my reaction to his goodness. So there is an expression of our worship. When you get into a posture of prayer and praise and worship to an all wise God, your heart will be so full, it will find an expression. When you are in love with somebody and they are the object of your affection, you find a way to express your heart to them. So oftentimes when we worship, it's by means of songs and hymns and spiritual songs, but there should be an overflow out of your heart that comes out of your mouth. We learn that in that expression of worship, we use our mind, our mouth, our mannerisms, and our money. The mind is, bless the Lord, oh my soul. That has reference to your mind and all that's within me. Bless his holy names. With our mouth, I will bless the Lord at all times and his praises will continually be in my mouth. With my mannerism, when Moses came in contact with the glory of God, the Bible said he hastened to fall down on his face. What is fall down on your face? Prostrate before him to worship him. You change your posture. You change your disposition as it pertains to his, um, his awesomeness. And the, the problem is we you everything is awesome. Oh, that Kool-Aid was awesome. And the Cheetos were awesome. We say everything, but awe means it, we're, we're at awe at how God blesses us and with our money because where your treasury is, the Bible says that's where your heart is. Then we went on and we talked about the experience. There is an experience when I praise and I pray and I worship to an all-wise God. When I offer my best praise and worship, the, the fullness of our conquering king comes on the scene for you and changes you. Remember when Moses saw the burning bush, which was a type of the Holy Spirit. Fire is a type of the Holy Spirit. God said, take them shoes off because this place is holy. It wasn't that the ground had, he'd been stomping around there all the time. But because the presence of God was there, it became holy. Listen, anything that comes in contact with God, when you come in contact with God by means of an open heart, a repentant heart, through your prayer, your praise, and your worship, you become holy or set apart for his will. You, this experience is a personal encounter, an encounter that changes you, changes your mind, changes your body, changes your money, changes your mindset, changes your marriage, changes your situation. It's a transformative um, or a transfiguring, like on the Mount of Transfiguration, you come into the contact 
with God, then you will be changed in form. We learned that there's an enjoyment to it, an excitement to it. Your emotions should be wrapped up in it. But let me say this. Let me pause right here. Just because we're worshiping doesn't mean we have to get sad. Oftentimes we get into worship and we just get sad. We're not at a funeral. We're still celebrating. We're still honoring him. So your worship doesn't have to be sad and solemn. There's an exaltation that comes when we lift him up, he lifts us up. And then there's an edification. We get built up. When I worship God, when I pray to God, when I praise God, it builds me up. It doesn't change him because he's immutable. The same yesterday, today, and forever. It changes me. It requires a surrendered heart. It requires action. It requires me to be involved. It requires my wholeheartedness. It requires me understanding him. It requires intimacy. It requires me being exposed to something different. When I'm exposed to people that will stand and worship the Lord and lift their hands and take a knee, that's showing me it's okay to worship the conquering king that way. So we need to be exposed to being prostrate on the floor, exposed to laying on the altar, exposed to running around the church, even though those are not the only ways that we praise and worship him. It takes persistence sometimes because the first time you do it, you feel weird. I remember being in church, a really young Christian, probably 19 years old. And I remember I had an overwhelming uh, desire in my heart to shout glory. And I didn't know how it was going to sound, and everybody was around, and I was a little bit apprehensive about saying it, because that's just a little different, you know. I don't know why I wanted to say glory, but I guess I was asking for the glory. So then I remember I said, glory! And people turned around and looked. But guess what? It didn't even matter to me because it was such a release when I began to open my mouth and pray. You can look on if you want to look. Keep on looking. But while you're looking at me, you're missing out on what God had for you. Then you have to remember that when I'm in this place of worship, listen, there is a place for asking God for something. He told us to ask. Ask and it shall be. He told us to ask. But every single time I experience or encounter his presence, I should not be asking and begging God for anything. There should be some set times that you get in his presence. I'm not going to ask for nothing. I just want to tell you that you're good. Your loving kindness is better than life. You're great and you're greatly to be praised. You're high and you're lifted up and your train fills the temple. And you take yourself out of the equation. If every time I feel that overwhelming, that, that just the joy, the sensation that God's presence is on the scene and I start being, I got a car, no, do it. I got a house. That's not the time to beg. Because listen, when he brings his full potency, on the scene, guess what? He's bringing his provision on the scene too. He's bringing his healing on the scene too. He's bringing his soundness mind on the scene too. So you do not have to beg him. I just need to be in communion with him. I have to develop myself enough that I avoid interruptions. Put a sign on your door. Go sit in your car, go sit in the garage, go down the basement, get in the bathtub, do what you have to do. Everybody have five minutes alone in the bathroom, don't they? While you in the bath, God will meet you in the smelly bathroom just because he loves you so much and he wants to have fellowship with you. In those times, think of his goodness, not think about the devil so big. Skip the devil. He's a defeated foe. I'm going to think about God's 
goodness. I'm going to boast of his goodness. I'm going to render thanksgiving to him. Today, I just want to drop a little snippet on the expectation. I'm expecting him to come. The effectual fervent prayer of the righteous availeth much. That means when I pray, I expect God to answer. Why would you pray and then don't get up straight up off your knees and don't know if God going to do it? He hears and answers. He hears and answers. That's one word at DFC. He hears and answers. He hears and answers. When I pray, I expect him to hear. I expect him to answer. When I worship him, the Holy Spirit gives me revelation on how to have an audience with God. I have an audience with God by means of prayer, praise, and worship. When I worship him, listen, his full potency comes up on the scene to fellowship with me. God for you. God with you. God in you. There is an expectation. Expectation means exuberantly look forward to. See it coming with excitement and anticipation. You ought to be excited in times of praise and worship instead of saying, dang, they sing a long time. We weren't singing. Ding, 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 ding. Here's a revelation. We weren't singing. We were worshiping. I don't rush in and rush out. I stay there as long as it takes to give God glory. He helps to make my praise glorious expectation has reference to await with delight. I'm waiting, but I'm excited because I know he's going to show up because he is what he does. Christ is healer. So when I'm worshiping him, if I have an ailment, the healer, because God comes in his full potency, shows up on the scene. I told the story Wednesday about a year, about a couple of years ago, I had what they call a trigger finger. So I look like Spider-Man when I wake up in the morning. Finger just bend and I would have to, and it would be so painful, so painful, so painful. It was so painful that I couldn't snap my fingers. So one day sitting right where Gabby's sitting, just in praise and worship, I'm lifting my hands. And I remember one day my finger was hurting so bad in worship. And I was like, God, here go my finger. I'm lifting my finger and worship to you. But this particular day, I'm just showing up in the worship experience, not asking God for anything. And I started snapping my fingers. I hadn't been able to snap my finger in more than a year. But when the full potency of God, God for you, God with you, God in you came on the scene, he brought his healing virtue with him, and I didn't have to beg him in that moment. This past week, I think it started Sunday night, I probably slept on my arms some kind of way, and then my dog, even though he's small, he's strong as an ox, he's really like a bull, and he'd be pulling me sometime, and I've got to pull him back, so my shoulder was just sore, and I was putting my shirt and stuff on that day, and it was just hard to even put my shirt on because it just hurting and things like that, but of course, I'm just going to speak to it and keep on keep on moving, are you, are you listening to me? But I came in church, and we were just worshiping, and didn't we have an amazing worship experience well, it was an encounter with the presence of God. The presence of God is his full potency on the scene. So while we were in worship, the full potency of God came on the scene. 
Remember, I couldn't hardly put my shirt on earlier. But when the full potency, I didn't have to ask, I didn't have to beg, I didn't have to cry. Arms in the air. He touched down on me. Healing virtue flowed. Listen to me. There should be such a, 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 a delight when I'm waiting. Listen, listen, listen. I'm talking to somebody that's been waiting, and you've been waiting for a long time. Now start getting in anticipation because it's closer than it's ever been. some intense amazement with the awesomeness of his full potency. Listen, when I'm in anticipation and expectation, I'm counting on it. I know it's coming, so I have joy, full of glory, unspeakable joy, and I prepare. Now I'm in preparation for it with glee. If you've been waiting on a man, if you've been waiting on a woman, now I'm getting my credit together. I'm throwing stuff out. I'm getting my mind together. I'm getting my body together. Come on! You got to prepare. God did not bring you this far to drop you. Get excited about it and begin to prepare. The third person of the Godhead, the Holy Spirit, he is your helper, and he helps you with your expectation. He is the revealer, and he reveals the expression of God, the experience of God, and the expectation that I have when I open my mouth to the conquering king, not begging for anything, but fully expecting his full potency to come on the scene. I've got to close. You have to expect fellowship, koinonia, and communion. 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 14 says, Now may the God of the grace of God and the love of Jesus and the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit. Let's pause right there. That's the whole Godhead. That's the whole Godhead. God for you, God with you, God in you, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Now may the grace of God, the love of Jesus, and the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide now. That's a faith term. If it's not now, it's not faith. Henceforth, now and forevermore. Amen. Which means so be it. Or in other words, it is so, or shown up, or whoop, there it is. However you want to look at it, it's going to be accomplished in and through me because God is faithful. Oh, good God Almighty. And he's way more faithful to me than I ever have been to him. Closing, 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 closing. Often we say this at benediction. This is not benediction. This is expectation. This is not benediction. This is expectation. Jeremiah 29 and 13 says, and you will seek me and you will find me when you search for me with all your heart. When I'm looking for 
the full potency of his presence. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, God for me, God with me, and God in me. I don't have to beg for my car note to be paid. When I get in your presence, you give me revelation. You give me provision. You give me a plan of action. You give me the wisdom of God. And you give me faith to endure till my change comes. The songwriter said in Psalm number 34, I will bless the Lord at all times and his praises shall continually over and over and over and over and over again when it looks like nothing is happening I'm still gonna bless him when it when it feels like nothing is happening I'm still gonna bless I'm still gonna praise him because there's more happening underneath the surface than meets the naked eye the writer says my soul shall make its boast of the Lord I will speak of his goodness I will testify of his goodness everywhere I go. I know him to be a healer. He's touched my body and he has touched my mind. I got a supernatural healing this year when they said I had two holes in the upper chamber of my heart. I believe God. I was in sweet fellowship and sweet communion of the Holy Spirit. I worship him with my mind, with my mouth, with my mannerisms, and with my money. When they did all the all of the, the tests on me, they did the thing, put the thing on down my throat and everything else. They said the doctor came in with an attitude. I don't know. I don't I don't can't explain it. I can't explain it. There's no hope. I can explain it. God is good all the time, and all the time, God is good. I ate it. Oh, I didn't beg for healing. I stayed in a sweet communion of the Holy Spirit. I was $660,000 in debt. That's what I said, wow. $660,000, papers drawn up by attorneys to sue me, not sue no DFC, sue Andrea Ellis. I did not know what to do. When I don't know what to do, I put my trust in you. The Holy Spirit told me what to do on the spot. Didn't make sense, but it did make faith. Listen to me. The Holy Spirit is smarter than we are. God said it this way. My ways are as far from ours as the east is from the west. So I just did what the Holy Spirit told me to do. And it almost I almost felt stupid, but I learned long time ago that he way smarter than I am. All this negotiating that I had done in my head was nothing when the Holy Spirit spoke, I listened. Right then and there, a whole contract for $660,000 was ripped up and in one transaction, zero debt, debt. $660,000, zero. Come on, there's no secret what God can do. What he's done for others, he'll do the same for you. Last scripture, I'm going to let you go and I'll pick up this Wednesday. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. This is the promise of power. Jesus gave you a promise and he sent the promise back. The promise is the person of the Holy Spirit. And the person of the Holy Spirit is the agent of power. It says, but you shall, what does that word shall means? 
no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You shall receive power. After that, the Holy Spirit has come up on you, and you shall be witnesses. What's the witness? Somebody that testifies. I testify. I, will, I don't mind, and I tell God, when I get my manifestation, I'm going to test. I'm going to tell it. I'm going to tell it everywhere. Then you ought to talk back to the devil. When the devil tell you this, that, and the fifth, then you tell him, my manifestation is on the way, and I'm going to tell it everywhere I go. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you'll be witnesses of me in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and all the ends of the earth. Wherever your environment is, wherever your sphere of influence is, you testify of his goodness. Often we go to the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit for pardon. Lord, forgive me. I'm so sorry. We go to the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit for provision. Please, Jesus, please. I just need some money. But we have to go to the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit for power. Now, when I say power, what do I mean? Power to make it through. Life is hard sometimes. Life is difficult, and it throws curveballs. But here's the thing. When, when Ellis was little smaller he's one year old now when he was smaller if he fell or something hit him or hurt him his mom dad we all ran to him oh Ellis we pick him up and, and we console him now he falls sometimes you okay get up okay you okay big boy get up why because we're developing him to be a big boy not a baby the Holy Spirit comes with power to develop you to be a big boy and a big girl when life comes. The Holy Spirit didn't come to carry you on his hip every step of the way. The Holy Spirit came to let you know you could do it. You could get up. I'm with you. If you need support, I will support you, but get in the game again. Don't give up. Don't give in. Don't throw in the towel. I came to give you power to overcome and to stand strong when life is difficult. Last thing I'm going to say, because I got so much to say, more, way more. This is what God told me last night. He says, I never have to exert power. Woo! He never has to exert strength because he is strength. So when you run into his strength, you better be prepared. The strength of the Savior is with you. The strength of the Savior is with you to overcome cancer, diabetes, high blood pressure, goiters, whatever the situation, money problems, my problems, the, the power of God for you, in you, and with you is there to give you strength to overcome. Stop making the, the Holy Spirit a big old teddy bear. Just somebody, no, oh, it's okay, it's okay. Just That's what we want, the Holy Spirit. No, sometimes the Holy Spirit be like, are you good? Get up. You good? Don't we do it? The kids fall off their bike. We don't just go, Duh, come here, baby, and just carry them around and never let them walk. No. All right, come on now. Okay, I brushed your knee off. You got a Band-Aid. Let's get back on the bike. I don't want to get back. No, you're going to get back on this bike. Because this bike will not defeat you whatever your situation is. It can't defeat you when it runs into the power of the almighty God who is for you, who is with you, and who is in you. 
Last thing, I'm closing. This is my close right here. We're at the basketball game. The guys, some of the guys at the church, they have a basketball team, a basketball league they play on Mondays. So Gabe was out there playing. This was about a year ago. Gabe out there playing. So Gabe just standing there. He's standing there. Y'all know what Gabe looked like? Gabe just standing there, right? So the guy is running. He's playing basketball, and he runs into Gabe. Gabe never exerted strength. He's just standing there. The guy runs into Gabe. They have to carry him off the court because he ran into the unexerted power. Let the devil keep on messing with you. Let the devil keep on challenging your mind. Let the devil keep messing with your money. Let the devil keep messing with your... Them imps are going to have to carry them off because of God's full potency. Every head bowed, every eye closed in prayer. I trust that word blessed your life. Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast. Don't forget to connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. And I want you to know that at Destiny Faith Church, we're more than a church. We're a family.